Hello, hello, hello. Shalom, 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 family. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. And uh, we just want to say good morning to you guys, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good day. Wherever you guys listening from in the world, we welcome you guys to the Daily Bread Podcast. Uh, the podcast is presented to you guys by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. And I'm your host and your brother, Daliyahu Yasharal. And we are gathered here today to read another chapter because that's what we do, family. That's what we do. We read the word of Yahuwah. They say a chapter a day, keep the wicked one away. You see? It's good for you to read the word of Yahuwah. Soon y'all gonna all be living, breathing, walking priests of Allahim. So um, that's our hope for, for all humanity, you see. So, yes, welcome back to another episode, another episode where we're going to read another chapter. And today we are reading, continuing our reading, the book of Leviticus, also known as Uyakara, chapter 21. And uh, man, this week's it's been great. The last couple chapters have been uh, amazing as far as Yahuwah giving his commandments, us walking away. With each chapter with a lot to think about And uh Yeah so today we expect no less Uh We're looking forward to getting to the word of Yahuwah But before we start we're gonna Get into our Pre Startup routine Our pre game routine if you want to call it that Which is Give you guys a short recap In case you listening for the first time Or you just unfamiliar with the scriptures Where we at what it's talking about I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background and context before we start reading. And uh, then we have to open up in prayer because prayer is any servant of Yahuwah's most important tool and spiritual weapon is prayer. So we want to equip ourselves with that. Make sure we prayed up in the name of Yahuwah, covered in the blood of Yahusha before we get into the word. So Yahuwah can clear our hearts, clear our minds. We're going to pray. Then we're going to get into our chapter of the day. And when it's over, we will briefly summarize. So, I hope it sounds good to you guys. I hope that's fair. So, with that said, first things first, talking about our recap. So, what should you know? You should know we're in the, the book of Uyakura, Leviticus. We almost finished this book, but... Where we at now, if you're just listening, then that means you missed the previous two books in the beginning of this chapter of this book. Um, Genesis was the first book. Exodus was the second book. Now we in Leviticus, the third book. Genesis and Exodus are both part of what we call the foundation of the scriptures, called the Torah. And it's called the Torah of Moses, even though the events that happened in Genesis is before Moses. Uh, all these things were given to him on the mountain, the history, the jubilees, the understanding of the history. So all it is factually correct. Um, Genesis is important because it gives us the framework of how our lives and society is structured. You know, we have weeks in our society, seven day weeks. That's from Allahim family. Nobody ever claimed to have created the week or the seven day time keeping cycle. It's, it's a product of Yahuwah. And it's a very important one because seven is important in the Hebrew culture. And Yahuwah made everything in the heaven and earth in six days and he rested on the seventh. We keep that same pattern today. 
So it's important to understand what's going on, where we get these concepts from. And that's in the book of Genesis. Um, besides giving us creation, the creation account and the stories, um, Genesis, it just uh, chronicles and follows the travelings and sojournings and uh, the challenges of a particular family. We got people like Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all of these of a particular lineage and family of people that Yahuwah has a relationship with. He found these people to be righteous. He comes to these people. He delivers them. He saves them. He makes covenants with these people. And uh, that's very important. Because this is the history of the nation of Yasharal, which you should know. So that's Genesis. Okay. You missed that. We encourage you guys to catch up at those chapters in the uh, previously recorded uh, readings. Okay. Then we have the book of Exodus, which is, like you say, a very uh, important book that you should know about. And uh, it's foundational to the Torah. Okay. Again, understanding how we went from talking about a family of people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to Moses and talking about how we went from being a family of, of people to a nation of people. You see, we went down into Egypt uh, as a family of 70, 75 people under the pretext of salvation. Yahuwah did save us from the famine. We found food in Egypt. We found refuge in Egypt. So Yahuwah used it to save us. But in the book of Exodus, what we see happening is, is it turned into a harsh bondage, bitter slavery, and depression. And we cried out to Yahuwah, the, the, the Elohim of our ancestors. And he raised up the man Moses to deliver us. And um, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And it's so many iconic events from the Ten Plagues to the Passover to the giving of the Ten Commandments. All these happened through the hand of Moses, who Yahuwah raised up and, and made the covenant, gave the covenant to, made the covenant with um, as a representative for the whole nation of Yasharal. So these things are so important and talking about foundational. So oh, I'm, I'm even tired of giving a recap. I hope it makes sense to you though, because these are things we have previously read. We encourage you to go back and uh, read and listen to, um, but it's so foundational and pivotal to where we are now. So like I said, we started the book of Exodus out in slavery, but uh, all the praise and esteem to you, we ended the book and deliverance on the mountain of Elohim, receiving the Ten Commandments, receiving the pattern for the tent of meeting, the temple, tabernacle. We received the pattern from, from heaven. Moses did. He saw it. And he we, we duplicated it on earth. Uh, as we pray, let his desire be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so it was. So this is foundational to your understanding what's happening. Because now we're in the book of Leviticus and we have a priesthood from... The, the Levitical priesthood, the tribe chosen by one of the 12 tribes chosen by Yahuwah, the tribe of Aaron and Moses to be the priests. And now we are getting instructions for the priesthood, how they are to dress, what they are to wear. Again, we got instructions for the tabernacle and we get instructions about how to make sacrifice, how to bring the sacrifices, how to order the people to bring this, the different requirements for the sacrifice. So all these things are being covered in the book of Uyakura. Again, we encourage you guys to catch up on all the previous episodes that you may have missed but just know right now we are knee deep in the laws and commandments and the book of the priests and understanding how to administer these laws and uh, social measures to a nation of people so from declaring people clean and unclean quarantining people for leprosy quarantining houses homes making sacrifice offerings sacrifices offerings 
what to do with the blood, how to offer offerings to Yahuwah, all these things we reading about in the book of Leviticus, also known as Uyakra. So I hope that helps bring you up to speed about what we're reading about and what's going on, give you guys context and clues, okay? So with that being said, we're going to continue our path to reading chapter 21 today. And the next thing on our mission or in our routine left to do is to pray. And that, again, it's a very important, powerful, spiritual tool of all Yahuwah's servants. So what we're going to do is prepare our hearts, prepare our minds to read the word of Yahuwah. So let's stand, if possible, and pray, family. We pray according to the Hebrew custom, facing the direction of Jerusalem. We raise up our hands and we open our palms. And it go like this. Our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign or your kingdom to come. And permit or allow your desire to be done on earth as it is in Shamim or in heaven. We come before you today asking and praying that you give us today our daily bread and sustain us like only you can. We ask, we also ask that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead us. We ask that you allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours, O Yahuwah, is the reign or the kingdom, the power and the might, the majesty or the esteem, the glory, now and forever. And in your hands the power to save and destroy. So we only ask you and we only look to you, Yahuwah, to save us and deliver us. And these things and more, we pray in the name of our Mashiach, or our anointed priest, and our sovereign, or our anointed king, Yahusha. We pray these things again in the name of our Mashiach and sovereign, Yahusha. Hallelujah. All praise to you. All this thing to you. Hallelujah. To the Yahuwah. Yabarakat Yahuwah. Amen. Let it be. So it is. Hallelujah. So with those things, those uh, housekeeping measures taken care of, our routine is complete and we are prepared to enter into reading, family. So, Without any further ado, turn to chapter 21 of the book of Leviticus. Verse 1 reads, And Yahuwah said to Masha, Speak to the priests, the sons of Aharon, and say to them, You see, the recap brought you up to speed, and now we understand. Yahuwah telling Moses to speak to Aaron's sons, the priests. That's what's going on, family. And say to them, no one is to be defiled for the dead among his people. Wow. Except for his relatives who are nearest to him. For his mother, for his father, and for his son, and for his daughter, and for his brother. And for his maiden sister who is near to him. Who has no husband. For her he is defiled. A leader does not defile himself among his people to profane himself. So again, family, this is important to understand. Okay, someone dying is not a sin, but we have to understand that dead bodies and touching dead corpses, again, same thing with the animals. A live pig is not a sin. A horse is an unclean animal to eat. 
But everybody had horses and they rode on horses. To have a horse is not a sin. If a horse dies, obviously it's unclean. But if you have to touch it to bury it, it's not a sin. Same thing with people. To bury a person is not a sin. But we have to understand it makes us ceremonially unclean. Unfit for all these activities we're talking about going on in the temple. You do not need to do it after you just touch the dead body. Because we're serving the living Allahim. Not the dead. He's not the one that's dead. So he's set apart. And when we touch something dead, we become unclean. Don't come to his temple for service, sacrifice, or offering. That's the point. But once he tell us explicitly, defile yourself for don't defile yourself for the dead, this type of person, that type of person, and you do it now, it's a sin because we transgress his word. Okay, so it's, it's levels to this thing that we have to understand. Verse 3. For his maiden sister who is near to him who has no husband, for her he is defiled. Verse 4. A leader does not defile himself among his people to profane himself. That's a command from Yahuwah. And once we do it, now we have transgressed the bounds. Verse 5. They do not make any bald place on their heads. And they do not shave the corners of their beard. And they do not make a cutting in their flesh. We talked about this a couple chapters ago. Obviously, these are things the nations did. And they were in memorial or in remembrance to the dead. And it's still a, a practice today. People get tattoos and cuttings in their flesh for the dead. So, these are things we have to understand. Verse 6. They are set apart to the Elohim. And do not profane the name of the Elohim. For they bring the fire of Yahuwah. It's in italicized the fire offerings of Yahuwah. But in Hebrew it just says they bring the fire of Yahuwah. And that's important. It's important to keep it in this proper context and understand. A leader doesn't defile himself because they bring the fire of Yahuwah. Whether we're talking about the offerings or not. The literal fire. You know we bring the fire of Yahuwah and we not to profane ourselves with the dead. We should always be ceremonially clean to act for your people and for you. So you have to understand these things. Verse 7. They do not take a woman who is a whore or a defiled woman. And they do not take a woman put away from her husband. For he is set apart to his Elohim. It's very important to remember. A priest had even the sons of Aaron, who we're talking to specifically. It's important to understand all commandment didn't apply to every level and class of citizens some were only for the priests some were only for women some only for going to war is that it's categories of commandments and this one specifically the priests had to take virgins they were called to take virgins it wasn't nothing wrong with a regular person taking a woman who had been put away by her husband if she had a bill of divorce of course or if she was a widow or you know war was a part of our community always so there were some widows and you know different situations whores people who were whores or were defiled you know they still had an opportunity to become somebody's wife but not the most set apart not the wife of a priest though these things we have to understand because we're given all these scenarios in scripture remember that okay i don't have to go into all the stories of other places in example where we see women who were whores that were saved or women who had been defiled who still was able to live we don't have to go into an example but just know for a priest these things were prohibited verse 8 and you will set him apart for he belong for he brings the bread of your Elohim. 
he is set apart to you. For I, Yahuwah, setting you apart, are set apart. Am set apart. Verse 9. I hope it's making sense, family. Verse 9. And when the daughter of any priest profanes herself by horn, she profanes her father. She is burnt with fire. Hmm. And the high priest among his brothers, on whose head the anointing oil was poured, and who is ordained to wear the garment, does not unbind his head, nor tear his garments, nor come near any dead body, nor defile himself for his father or his mother. Very interesting. Nor go out of the set-apart place, nor profane the set-apart place of his Allahim, for the sign of dedication of the anointing oil of his Allahim is upon him. I am Yahuwah. I hope it's making sense. We talked about reading and um, where we at right now and understanding this temple, this set apart place that's in the center of his people. He literally dwelling in the midst of his people. So the people who are ministering to him and doing the service in the temple, they got a, they got they called to a higher standard than everybody else. It's very important. It was no small task to make atonement, to take away the sin of yourself and other people before Yahuwah all the time. And that's why we know the priest, we know this through Qumran calendar and the Dead Sea Scrolls that they had a priest calendar. They were rotation. So all the priests from the different 11 areas and regions of Yashra, they had rotations to come to Jerusalem and serve in the temple. And this way, news was being brought back. Priests who were serving in Jerusalem were able to go back home to their countryside and they didn't have to be on this strict guard all the time and follow these don't touch this don't do this type of rules it was a priest calendar where they served three months you know and it was different you know quarters of service so it's important to understand the shoe putting our feet in the shoes of these priests man and understanding exactly how our nation operated because we far removed from it but if we never set our mind to it we can never do it and we can never go back so it's uh interesting time to be living in to say the least for me very interesting Okay. I am Yahuwah. Verse 13. And let him take a wife in her maidenhood. Hallelujah. A widow or one put away or a defiled woman or a whore. These he does not take. But a man of his own people he does take as a wife. And he does not profane his offspring among his people. For I am Yahuwah who sets him apart. And Yahuwah spoke to Mashah saying. Verse 17. Speak to Aharon, saying, No man of your offspring throughout their generations who has any defect is to draw near to bring the bread of his Elohim. So just like with the animals, he wants perfect individuals. If, you know, there's so many defects that can happen, we don't even speak on them because it's not very common anyway. But there, we, we know that there are people born with birth abnormalities, extra fingers, People born blind, people born um, whatever, Siamese, you know, uh, have to be amputated, you know, whatever it may be from war, whatever, they get um, chopped off a finger missing. Yahuwah only calling for those who are perfect. Perfect animals come into the set apart place, into the temple to be slaughtered, and only perfect individuals, or mature. When you say perfect in the Hebrew, tamim, the thought or the understanding to be mature, but mature to, to the fullness. And that means uh, our physical appearance, uh, perfect, you know. So uh, very important to understand these things, family. 
And like I say, they bring in the bread of Yahuwah. 17. No man in your offsprings throughout their generation who has any defect is to draw near to bring the bread of his Elohim. Verse 18. For any man who has a defect is not to draw near. Period. A man blind or one lame or disfigured or deformed. I didn't even have to explain. That's why we try to read as much as possible because really the word speaks for itself and tells us exactly what he's looking for. Verse 19. A man who has a broken foot or a broken hand or who is a hunchback or a dwarf or a man who has a defect in his eye or eczema, mm, eczema, boils and rashes on the skin or a scab or is a eunuch. It's very important because we see in the Torah it's mentioned in eunuchs. If those of you not, for those of you who not don't know or not familiar with what a eunuch is, is one who has had his private members excommunicated and there were people like this all throughout history and they have a special place in the temple and not in the temple they don't have a special place in the temple but they have a special place in the Yashara community and in the reigns of certain kings of other nations they had very high places because kings would trust them more as over the advisors um, trusted positions over the, the the king's wives they would be eunuchs that mean men who were not able to have intercourse with a woman that's who the, the king of these other nations will put over your army or over your royal guard or over the women because this person is fiercely loyal to whatever they committed to committed to Yahuwah in Yasharal but not in the temple um, committed to whoever king or whatever nation because these people had no hope of having their own offspring so they committed to whatever cause the king or the government sets them to so it's very interesting that in the Torah eunuchs are mentioned and they are a part of society and we have to it's something to understand I had to explain this before in reading about in another place but it's important to just highlight this because they are mentioned in the Torah and Yahuwah has explicitly said any one of the sons of Aharon in this scenario are not to draw near do not draw near verse 21 no man among the offspring of Aharon the priest who has a defect is to come near to bring the offerings made by fire to Yahuwah he has a defect he does not come near to bring the bread of his Elohim verse 22 he does eat the bread of his Elohim both the most set apart and the set apart if you are son of the of the priest Aharon and you in one of these positions yes you can still eat you have to eat right so that's the humanity of the Torah but service and temple and coming there no. verse 23 only he does not go near the veil or approach the slaughter place because he has a defect lest he profanes my set apart places for I am Yahuwah who sets them apart thus Masha spoke to Aharon and his sons and to all the children of Yasharal Hallelujah. So, family, what shall we say then? What is the summary? I think this chapter can best be summarized and titled, and I will title it, Don't Draw Near. Those who can't draw near. Those who should not draw near. So, Yahuwah has given us very clear and specific instructions. And again, this chapter is specifically for the, pre for the priests in the temple at this time. At this point, there's nothing to draw near to. Anybody, eunuch or not, we can all pray to you. We can all um, 
you know, devote ourselves to Allahim, so to speak. Um, but at this time, in this context, it was a certain rank and order and a hierarchy. That's, um, uh, it's like, you don't even have to exp explain it. Like, it's, it makes sense that there would be a hierarchy amongst us. You know, the levels of people, the priests and those who are eligible and simply those who are not eligible. So, um, it is what it is, but Yahuwah is set apart, man. He said it enough. These last few chapters, it's been very much ringing. I'm set apart. I'm set apart. So we have to be, remember, we serve Yahuwah in a special way. Yahuwah not serve in the common way, like the nations worship they mighty ones. So, so important to understand, family. And I, I pray that the understanding is going out. I pray that it is being disseminated among his people. I pray that we are understanding. I pray that our wisdom is growing. So all this thing to Yahuwah. So as we continue to close and we um, come to a close, we, we say thank you for joining us. Thank you for walking with us. And we ask that you um, continue to engage with us. We ask that you follow the podcast, that you interact in the question and answer segment. Let us know how you feel about the episode. Any one of these commandments that stood out to you that you, you want to talk about that is relevant to you, share it with us. We want to know. Um, we ask that you guys... Follow us on social media to stay updated with us and things of that nature. Um, if you feel led to, donate to the ministry. Um, you can become a patron. Your brother caught you who you will bless you. Um, so until next time, until next chapter, family, we say shalom. Have a great day, family.